1: Welcome back to another episode of Keeping Current. We have good news, interesting news, uh, exciting news. If you're a Kansas City current fan, uh, two free agents signed this week. With me, I have Daniel Sperry from the Kansas City Star. This is Bell from the Blue Testament. And what was your first reaction when you saw that it was those two players?
0: Um. So my favorite thing was all the speculation when that video came out um, of uh, – <laughs> Of everyone thinking it was going to be Morgan Bryan, and then someone else tweeted out a picture of Vanessa DiBernardo, and uh, they are in uh, clothes that would be very similar style of pants. They're like, "Here's an Instagram photo of her. That's totally how she dresses." And so I thought that that like everyone trying to sleuth it uh, was really funny about everything um, there, but then it ended up. Act- and so they're like, "Oh no, maybe it's not Mo." Or maybe it's not Vanessa DiBernardo. And uh, it ended up being both of them. And that, that just cracked me up. Um, so a very pleasant surprise. Uh, I I mean, we'll, we'll go into depth on the signings. But my initial reaction was, oh, dang. Uh, and as you look deeper into it, I think we'll get to it, too, as well. I'll just keep teasing things that are <laughs> going to be later on in the podcast. Um, but I think there's some really good um, things that they're going to bring to the midfield that I think were the biggest weakness for this team uh in 2022 considering they made it all the way to a final had a 13 game unbeaten run i think those were areas that all along both you and i talked about on the air off the air through text messages in person whatever about where their major weaknesses were and i think these two will really help address that and i can't wait to dive in to what those are
1: all right so just so we're clear morgan Gutreau, uh formerly (laughs) morgan bryan Yes. Uh, and I apologize we're if just, I don't quite say that name correctly. But.
0: So the funniest thing too was like in an interview I did with Cami, uh, the the GM on Tuesday, uh, when we were talking with her, and we we did the, Tuesday was that the day when was it When, when did we go out there? Was it yeah. Wednesday? Wednesday, okay, Wednesday. We were at the, we went to the facility and talked with Cami and Matt. And the first thing I said to uh, Cammy was, "Okay, so t- tell me about you know signing Morgan Bryan." And she goes, I was like, oh, dang it. And she goes, I know I do it all the time too. I'm so used to her name is that. And Morgan Bryan even said that Morgan Gautreaux even said that she calls herself Morgan Bryan. She's like so used to calling herself that as well um, in the press conference today. So I felt uh, alleviated that I'm not the only one, including Morgan Gautreaux herself, who struggles with trying to remember her as Morgan Gautreaux because covered soccer long enough to know that that to me, that's Morgan Bryan. But
1: yep. Absolutely. It's how how things are. I don't always pay attention to people getting married. So like I saw Morgan Gautreaux in a lineup last year and I was like, what? So, yeah. (laughs) Yep. uh, And then Vanessa D. Bernardo. Again, apologize if I say that incorrectly to anybody. Uh, So both of them from Chicago, both of them played together. uh, Both of them from Chicago, red stars, Vanessa, actually from Chicago. I mean, that's, she grew up there, played university there. Uh, got drafted there. Uh, Morgan was traded there from Houston in 2017, I think it was. So they've played mm-hmm. together for several years now. They've known each yeah. other in the U20s, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. They've known each other for a long time. They're really good friends. They've got that chemistry. So you got two midfielders coming from a a team that had a very strong midfield. Uh, they all they had some anchored, weaknesses
0: anchored because... anchored by yeah Yeah. Uh, in the U20. Sorry. If you go back all the way, trace them all the way back to the U-20 national team that won the World Cup, uh, that midfield was Samuel, Vanessa Bernardo, and uh, Morgan O'Brien, which is now going to be Morgan Gattrall. So that's fun to think about for next year if they're all healthy.
1: Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in Chicago, they were two parts of a really strong midfield for the Red Stars that had other weaknesses, but it's pretty exciting. Uh, so – Quick, just my quick thoughts on on both of them Vanessa is a eight slash 10, uh, Morgan's a eight slash six or six slash eight, however you want to say that. So they they really do fill in a couple of spots that, that the current needed. Um, been looking at stats, uh, you know, Morgan is like 99 percentile for progressive passes. You know, this was in 2021 because he didn't play enough last year to actually have the whole good stats and right. stuff. Um, uh, and then Vanessa also, you know, uh, passes attempted 99 percentile in the league, 87 percentile in completion, and 99 percentile in progressive passes. This team needed people who could pass up to Chris and Hamilton and uh CC Kaiser and Elise Bennett and Lynn Williams yeah. next year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely needed. I've been talking for a while, I'll let you jump in there. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, the current had the second lowest passing completion rating of any team in in the NWSL last year, only well, San Diego Wave had a to- had a lower total passing completion percentage. And the current were the lowest short passing completion percentage um in the league last year. And so um I think there are plenty of times in games where um uh, they were so good at they're, they're so good at applying pressure. Um in the in certain areas of the field, uh, especially when teams are trying to get out of their defensive third, um, but they would win the ball back and they wouldn't have the people who could take care of it enough to uh, continually create true dangerous Passing movements. Um, and I think they're, well, not that there was an experience level. I think there was, it was a, it was a level, of, like it was like who the players were. Um, they would turn them, they would turn a team over. And then they had a bunch of people who themselves were ball progressors, um, as in the people who are going to receive the pass between the lines or are going to dribble it themselves. Um, more as in uh, how they progress the ball is by taking it themselves. Um, but they didn't really have the right people to feed it to them. And then so, these people who are going to be the ones who, quote, take it themselves and start running out of defense, then when they're in a situation where they need to pass, that's not really part of their skill tree. Um, so I, I look at a player like and this is something Potter's mentioned to me too is that, um, you know, there's a way that they could be continue to keep pressure and keep doing that, but be a little bit cleaner with the ball. Um, even, uh, you know, Brian and said it, or Gutro and said, gosh dang, I'm going to do it all day now. Just um, say Couture, Morgan. Just say Morgan. Uh, That's yes. all I'm going to do from now on. Uh, is I know, right? Mo or Morgan? <laughs> yes. Uh, Morgan mentioned it in the press conference today, too, of, you know, she felt like they were being brought in to, um, to really uh, help the team retain the ball better. Um, uh, and I think they can...
1: maintain the calmness, maintain yes. a calmness think... that the that, that, that Kansas City didn't have last year. I think it's not exactly how she said it, but I think it's Correct. closer.
0: And I think that's probably correct, especially if you look at the final. Um, I remember being in the final, every single time they'd win the ball off Portland, um, they'd go and they'd have everybody. Uh, it, it just there wasn't a calmness as in that instance. Um, and I don't think there, w- there was a clean way out of the, the, what Portland had done with them, um, uh, with their back line and their midfield in terms of stifling that transition game that the current have been so successful with. So um, a little bit more balance in the midfield. And, uh, I think uh, it's the second year, uh, now for a roster for potters vision and idea. And I think they get an opportunity to see what didn't, didn't work. Um, they almost won a championship regardless, but, um, I think in terms of trying to perfect things, these, these moves are the right type of moves. Um, and I also think like, sure, the player type is good. It's good fit, but you're bringing in players who have experienced the big moments, um, and I think that's a huge aspect of them uh, in the locker room in terms of leadership and experience that will also play out in what what they do on the field. Um, Potter made a comment to me when I talked to him on Wednesday that, you know, you look at Portland, and who they brought off as substitutes in the final was Sagita, Dunn, and uh, I forget who the other one was um, off the top of my head. But, you know, and he said we had... A bench full of rookies to bring on. They don't have people that have the experience in those moments um, to to do it. And I think that was something where I felt like, hmm, okay, so now you've added your experience. That not necessarily that these two are going to be coming off the bench. That's not the case. Um, but in in adding this type of experience to the locker room, um, you know, just just creates more and more and more of those players. Um, that have been through the big moments and can lead them uh you know past it you have now multiple players who started a World Cup final and won uh that's the as big as it gets and so I think that's uh um, a huge um, opportunity for the current to take it to the next level
1: absolutely um yeah he he mentioned the same thing because uh Daniel and I both Pretty much got to interview Matt and Cammie, Levin Ashton, if I have that right. Correct. Um, Again, Matt and Cammie. So we both got to interview them separately instead of together for a change. So I I, I think they were able to practice giving us the same lines in two different ways. Yeah, Um, maybe. (laughs) Or we just asked the same questions. (laughs) There is that. Um, No, I'm sure we did for the most part, just in slightly different ways. But like you mentioned, the players they brought off Portland brought off the bench. It wasn't just that they were veterans, but they were big name players. Quite honestly, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. now maybe some players get moved to the bench for the current that are not necessarily big name players, but have will have experience and have that quality to to make a difference coming in. They just they were a little short on that at that point last year. Uh, keeping getting people keeping getting hurt last year didn't help either, though. No, it didn't. Uh, it also
0: causes you know times where I think Lolo Bonta was saying it after the Seattle game she felt physically gassed before the final um, they had already exerted so much just to get there um, that you know they maybe were because they didn't have the depth to rotate um, because of how injuries and everything else had played out that they were at a point where you know they were just gritting through it and it eventually started to catch up with them later on um, in the season
1: the yeah. Now, the interesting thing is, because obviously there's a lot of parts that are still in play out there, Mm -hmm. Uh, Desiree Scott is still a a free agent out there. The current still have uh, basically the rights to Kate DelFava and Addie McCain. Uh, They're not under contract as the time that we speak. Basically, everything that I got was that they're still talking to all of them and trying to get him back, but that you don't know what will happen with that. And with, with the, the position that Morgan can play, and knowing what Alex Loera can play, is Desi going to be back? Is she it's needed a, back?
0: It's a good question. I still think I'd be... Um, I asked Cammy this question. Um, let me see if I can pull up my tweet quickly, but um, my personal thought on this, and just my hunch, is that um, if Desi chooses to play, uh, in twenty twenty three, um, uh, then she most likely will with the current, um, in some capacity, at least, be on the roster. But I that and that that's just my feeling. I'm not saying that'll happen a hundred percent, but. Um value her a lot. Her leadership this past year, her contribution on the field. We're having conversations with her, and we'll hope that it, it'll end in a good place for both of us. Um, kind of aligns with what I've asked multiple people around the club about how that's going and uh, have kind of gotten the same. Both sides w- would want to do something. They're just not sure if, that's, if, if they're at a point yet where they're going to come to that agreement. Um, uh, and I think even um, – you know, I want to say, in part, part of the answer that Cami gave me mentioned even the fact that you know she's kind of enjoying some time off too um, for the first time in a while. So I I be I'd be curious to see exactly how it all plays out. Like I said, I think if she's playing in 2023, I'd be shocked if it's anywhere other than Kansas City. However, uh, the NWSL is uh, full of chaos and unpredictability, so who knows?
1: Uh, and I'm sure there's a few teams out there would love to add her in as a as a piece, either starting or depth. Um, I do think that with her likely being on the Canadian roster for the world cup next year and the buildup of friendlies and et cetera, she would miss quite a bit of time with whatever team she's on. Um, uh, and then, you know, of course she'll probably go to the Canadian league after that, but, uh, a little bit of a joke, but it's very possible. Uh, maybe even as a, a coach or, a, in the front office, but, I'm not sure if they need her as much now. I mean, again, she, the her quality, what she brings, the leadership, experience. would love to have her back on the team. But you have Loera, who filled in really well for her last year. You have Morgan, who can fill in for her really well at that spot. And Morgan even says she'd like to play a double pivot, which would be very interesting to have her and Loera next to each other because both of them, in, in my mind, have a lot of similarities that they can – receive that ball and take the next step forward while the other one covers. Yeah. So I would like to actually see that, but that's the next thing is that I think Matt will have a lot of options for how he puts out a, a team.
0: Yeah. And I think at one point too, you know, he really did get pigeonholed into the three, four, three and three, three, one, four, two, um, because that was who they had available. But you remember the start of the season, they ran four, three, three, a uh, four, three, one, two diamond kind of a, a narrow diamond in the midfield yeah. with their fullbacks bombing forward, and it created a whole lot of uh, um, attacking pressure. That they had, they, I mean, that game against Louisville to start the year. I know Louisville wasn't great, but they in Louisville, they, I know one one draw, but they had like almost 25 shots um, that they took, and the chances that they were creating it you could see very early on that that was maybe the the idea when they had all of their ideal personnel, um, they were able to make things work and, you know, really, really were able to pivot multiple times. And I think even Morgan alluded to that today, where they had so many different ways that they could have played um, you based on scenarios and game states and all of that. But I think it makes it even more powerful when you can do so just by swapping out a person, a person here and there, and you're, not even cha- you know you're not asking players to change within the form of how they're playing or uh, it, it, you're not you're not asking players to make changes that they can't make basically um is what i'm trying to say. and they have the players who can uh, handle that adaptability um, and do so in very key uh, situations throughout a match so i i like i said i, I think the moves are great for versatility um especially um, you know, you mentioned some of the older guard leaving too. I think other moves that were made. Kristen Edmonds, uh, you know, I even uh, not being on the team next year. She'll be in uh New York, uh, with the, uh, New Jersey with Gotham. And, you know, those are – there's a lot of young players on that back line. There's also a lot of defenders that are coming through in the draft and the current have a crap ton of draft picks. And they have ability to create a young core in the back line. They have the ability to maybe not even need as many center backs. Maybe they go to a back four um, in how they're playing. So um, I think that, you know, that then you don't need to have like six center backs on your roster um, uh, or – seven or eight. So it changes what you do and don't need, but there's young players like Jenna Weinbrenner who can fill in that role. Alex can also play very well as a central defender um, and Elizabeth ball back there. Who knows if they make more additions on that side of the ball too. Um, so are that on that line specifically? So I, I, I think the moves continue to play into the versatility that Potter wants to be able to have tactically um, where their overall identity doesn't necessarily change and how they want to play just in the, the formation that they use to get to their um, desired result uh, might change up here and there.
1: right. Which keeps everybody
0: on his toes, which is exactly what Potter wants. So,
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Which I don't blame him. It's, it's, it's goodness. No. Yeah. I think one of the, the, the big elephant that we need to, in the room kind of conversation that we haven't mentioned yet is uh, we're pretty confident Lynn Williams will be ready to go next year because with what we've already seen from her at the end of last year but Sam Lewis, with these moves I, may, I it also makes me wonder if Sam is they're just not counting on her being on the field I'm obviously they want her to be they will do everything they can to get her there but I just wonder if that's they're just not counting on her being there at this point yeah I mean I think that I-
0: that has a good deal to do with it, in my opinion, as well. Um, so, uh, I, you know, they can, they can say all that they want to say, but until we see Samuels healthy on the field, at this point, it's going to be hard to believe that any anything else that that's said about it, because until that moment happens, we, we we're at a point now where we can't really assume that that's going to be the case. Um, they're so they're always I, really I, reticent.
1: Is, Sorry. They're always really reticent about saying anything, yeah. but just the fact mm-hmm. that they're not saying anything at this point, you know, Oh, she's doing some good progress. It's, it's all well day to day. She's working hard, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. It, it just leads me to believe that. And I, this is definitely not hoping for this. Cause I mean, Sam is was one of my favorite players with the national team before she came to Kansas city. Uh, just, I just, she's a great player. I hope she, I hope I'm wrong. I hope she comes out and is back to the player she was. I'm just so not counting on it at this point.
0: Yeah, I I think I I I have I'd be very shocked if we never one, never saw Simeos off field again. And two, never saw her play another game with the current. However, I don't think that they're a hundred percent confident that the situation has resolved itself. Um, and if it has resolved itself, then they're they're still in an insanely good position. I think they're Uh, An insanely better position that they are, in and they're already in an insanely good position right now with that midfield. So, um, when you make insurance moves like this, then uh, when everybody gets healthy, then and when when and if they get healthy, then all of a sudden you're looking at a really strong roster. Um, Sporting is talk. uh, just to take another page from another team Sporting has talked a lot about all right our roster next year we're gonna have Gotti and Eric Tommy and we're gonna have Alan Polito and really Gata. but until we see Gotti and Eric and, and Alan Polito playing and close to the level that we can expect of them uh, the depth is still it's all talk and so when we can actually see that depth play out um, you know we'll get a real answer but it's fun to of course, dream of what a midfield of Morgan Gattrall and Vanessa DiBernardo and Sam Mewis and anyone else who wants to be a part of that midfield <laughs> is going to look like when they, when they, when they step on the field in 2023.
1: Yeah. I think I saw somebody joking online that they're going to just have two defenders, five midfielders, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, three forwards at that point. So, Hey, I mean,
0: three four. Four three three can eventually turn into that, so it's probably
1: all right. Um, all right, so really good news with the with both those players. Uh, we do expect that there will be some other moves probably in the next. I don't know. I'll say two, three, four weeks. I mean, it's got to be because with uh the draft coming up here in the next, it's really not that much longer.
0: In January, January, January fourteenth is the NWSL draft. Yeah, so
1: a little over a month is mm -hmm, over a month. Um, Kansas City has had always good picks with uh, uh, I know Hugh Williams has been one of the, the big movers of that and with Cammy there making some moves also uh, they should be able to get some good draft picks with 8 picks
0: and maybe get some other good players in by trading said
1: 8 draft picks So very true alright anything true. else Anything else we need to cover tonight, Daniel?
0: Um, outside of, I mean, we, I think we covered most of the other news and notes with the team. Um, just that Taylor Leach, uh, is has retired, and Krista Evans won't be back. Um, as she signed with Gotham. Uh, I think that's those are the main, the main ones that i yeah. really. They also released of.
1: the third keeper, Sydney Schneider. Yes,
0: Sydney Schneider. Um, I personally I'll be surprised if Kate Delfava and Addie McCain I'm less so, so less so confident in but I'd be really surprised uh, if Kate Delfava isn't part of the team next year um, Iron Woman uh, played every single match for the current in the regular season and uh, you know I even asked Potter about her yesterday not necessarily about her roster status but just about how um, you know changing potentially changing formations affects players who found a, a really good home in that right wing back thing. And, um, you know, he spoke very glowingly of of how he would expect that she would fit into the scenario. So um, I, I, I'll be surprised if Kate's not back.
1: I would be surprised and saddened. Uh, yep. She was a player I didn't really value a lot in 2021, but in 2022, I came to really appreciate her. And I mean, she, her role changed and she greatly improved, so and, and by the time right.
0: by the time we finally got to talk to her too, we we're like, oh wow, she's a freaking awesome interview. We love yeah. players who are good interviews. Uh, Morgan was a great interview today as well. Um, appreciated a lot of honesty. Um, and uh, you yeah. know, uh, very, very appreciative of that. Um, and so looking forward to chatting with, uh, at time of most of you are probably listening on Friday or later. So, uh, um, we're supposed to talk to Vanessa DiBernardo on Friday. Um, and maybe uh, if you're listening on Saturday, we already talked to her. Sorry.
1: And, uh, if you're lucky, I'll cut a couple of, uh, sound bites out from the, uh, interviews and tag them <laughs> on the end of this pod. <laughs> but if you're not, well, we'll, we'll fit them, fit them in some way sucks to
0: suck if you're not um yeah anyways <laughs> i i got nothing left
1: All right now it's, it's just silly a silly season so it is uh I don't know what's coming next there was a rumor about a player in europe uh don't know much about her but i didn't and honestly I didn't even ask about her it's, that's not normal for yeah. me the uh Normally I have my list of all the rumors that I want to run down, but of course I know what the answer would have been.
0: We're always looking. Yes, have to ask Cammie about
1: that. Yep. Matt would say you have to ask Cammie. Cammie would have to say, yes, Matt. Subterfuge. All right. All right. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back when we have more news to talk about. Uh, If not before, maybe we just need to get together and try to break down how we think they will fit together. All right, thanks everybody for listening.